I determined that I would be the perfect Christian woman if it killed me, and it almost did. I've carried it around and I've hid it from the light and I've learned how to smile and pretend I'm all right, but I'm tired of running and I'm tired of the pain. It's the wounds we deny that drive us insane. Sheila Walsh had a nervous breakdown on national television. She talks about that, the pain that led to it, and the ways God has brought about healing in her life. Sheila is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Sheila was one of the headline speakers with the Women of Faith Ministry for nearly 20 years. She's also an author and she's a TV personality. But she began her public ministry as a contemporary Christian music singer back in the 80s. Yeah, Jim, I remember that well. I remember playing her music as a DJ on a Christian radio station. She's from Scotland, and her style and music were really unique for Christian music in the United States back mm-hmm. in the day. Yep, and God has used Sheila to encourage a lot of people in a lot of ways over the years. GPS. God. People. Stories. Even though Sheila Walsh has lived in the United States quite a while, you can still hear her Scottish brogue. I was born in Scotland to a mom and dad who really loved Jesus, which would not be unusual in America. But in Scotland, where less than 2% of our population even went to church, to have a mom and dad who were very committed to Christ was such a gift. I was very much a daddy's girl. I adored my father. But Sheila's father suffered a massive brain injury when she was just five years old. The injury dramatically changed his personality. The last time I ever saw my dad alive was turning just in time to see that he was about to bring his cane down on my skull. And he was taken off that day to what was called our local asylum. It would be like a psych hospital nowadays. And he managed to escape from there and took his own life. He drowned himself in the river behind the hospital. That tragedy shaped Sheila's life for years to come. As a child, I think you take in a lot of information, but you don't process that information very well. What I couldn't understand was, what did my dad see in me that made him hate me so much? And I felt so responsible for the rest of my family. I felt as if I'd brought the house down on all of us. My mom no longer had a husband. My sister and brother no longer had a dad. So I grew up with a profound sense of of shame. And to me, guilt tells you you've done something wrong, but shame tells you you are something wrong. And I think that's much more profound. Eventually, Sheila would be free of that misguided shame, but not until she first surrendered her life to Jesus. That happened when she was 11. My mom took me to hear Scotland's only gospel group at the time, a group called the Heralds. And the evangelist, Ian Leach, at the end said that God has no grandchildren, just sons and daughters. So that night I asked my mom if she would pray with me, and she led me into a relationship with Christ. But the interesting thing is she said something that would be good news to most people, but I heard it through a very broken lens. You know, she said that, you know, not only is Christ living in your heart, but you have a Heavenly Father watching over you. And I remember making a determination that whatever my dad saw in me, God would never see. So I determined that I would be the perfect Christian woman if it killed me, and it almost did. I've carried it around, and I've hid it from the light, and I've learned how to smile and pretend I'm all right, but I'm tired of running and I'm tired of the pain. It's the wounds we deny that drive us insane. Sheila's talking about the nervous breakdown she had while co-hosting the 700 Club TV show. 
She began co-hosting that show with Pat Robertson in 1987, a few years after she had established herself as a popular Christian music artist. She left the show in 1992 after her depression brought her to a breaking point while the cameras were rolling. After I'd been hosting the show for five years, I, I think I kept a pretty tight wall up around my heart. But one morning while I was interviewing a guest, and I asked her my first question and she didn't answer. What she said was, you know, Sheila, you sit here every day and you ask us how we're doing. How are you doing? And I didn't expect it. And I didn't have time to pull that wall up. And suddenly I began to cry. And I, I hadn't cried in years because I think I thought if I start, I'll never stop. And I was right. I couldn't stop. And she was embarrassed. Our studio audience were embarrassed. And eventually they threw to a break and I took my microphone off and I walked out the studio and I locked myself in my dressing room. And I really felt that my life was over at that point. I called a friend of mine, a dear friend called Dr. Henry Cloud. And I said, Henry, I think I'm losing my mind. And he, he asked me some questions and he said, no, you're not, but you need some help and you need it quickly. To get that help, Sheila checked into a psychiatric hospital the same day as her breakdown. Prior to that day, Sheila says viewers would have probably described her as having it all together. But inside, I was still a scared little girl, afraid that anyone would see the real me, because I assumed the real me was, was the person my father hated. All those wrong ideas about her dad finally began to unravel during her stay in the hospital. I discovered that even though no one could come and see me for at least 72 hours and I couldn't leave, that the Lamb of God himself checked in with me. I remember writing the very first night in my journal, I never knew you lived so close to the floor. I discovered the truth of when the psalmist David wrote in Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I think for me that was a huge turning point to realize I was loved just as I was for nothing that I brought to the table. Sheila was in the hospital for about a month, and toward the end of her stay, they encouraged her to go do something outside of the hospital to help her transition back to what would be her normal life. I was told I could go to a movie or a mall, and I said, no, I would just like to go to church. It doesn't matter what denomination, if it's a Bible-believing church. So on that last Sunday, a young nurse took me to a church. I don't remember the whole sermon, but I remember the pastor saying, some of you feel as if you're dead inside. And he said, but I want you to know that Jesus is here. You don't have to get yourself out of this hole. You just have to call on his name. And I, I didn't even know what the particular habits of this church were. But at the end, I, I ran to the front of that church and I lay face down before the cross. And words that my grandmother used to sing to me when I was a child, two lines from the hymn Rock of Ages, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. And I, I guess I finally got it that I'm not the good news Jesus is. Something that Sheila found interesting about her stay in the psychiatric hospital was the number of other Christian patients there with her. She says it helped her discover what she calls the companionship of brokenness. People who love Christ but don't have all the answers. Uh, as my friend Brennan Manning used to say, those whose cheese keeps falling off their crackers. <laughs> I discovered the liberty that comes through vulnerability, through being known. I think most of us long to be known, but we're so afraid because we think, who we really are at our core is not acceptable. But when you've had everything stripped from you and at your most naked and vulnerable and bare, you discover the overwhelming depth of the love of God, it changes everything. For example, Sheila says God's love means your history does not need to dictate your destiny. 
That, she says, is one of the most important life lessons she's learned since her nervous breakdown. So often we think that, you know, if we've had a hard childhood or, or even if we've made mistakes ourselves in the past, that that impacts how we can be used by God in the future. I've discovered that that is not true. And I've also discovered that you get to come as you are. Sometimes people think I have to clean my act up and then I'll go back to church. Or once I stop doing this or stop doing that, then I'll begin my relationship with God again. I want to say to people, no, no. The gospel says, come as you are. That's what happened with the prodigal son. When he turned his face toward home, he discovered his father had always been looking in his direction. To hear your voice and see your face. God is ready to begin or restore a relationship with you right now. You don't need to clean up your act first. Jesus will help you become the person he wants you to be after you begin a relationship with him. You can learn more at BillyGrahamRadio.org. Click on Grow Your Faith. That's BillyGrahamRadio.org. Billy Graham and his wife have played important roles in Sheila Walsh's life. She'll talk about one especially memorable time with Ruth Graham in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Among the Puritans which came to America between 1620 and 1640, one-fifth of them were of Scottish Presbyterian persuasion. Billy Graham. What was the faith that these rugged Scots with a burr in their accent gave to America? Out of the rubble of a ritual which had accumulated upon the cold altars of a frigid church, these men revived three great eternal truths. The sovereignty of God, the sinfulness of man, and the saving grace of Christ. In these three points of divine revelation, they were all agreed. To them, Christianity was not cold, formal intellectualism, but a warm, dynamic life to be lived. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ left heaven 2,000 years ago and came to this earth and died on a cross to save us from sin. The only way to heaven is by the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. At this moment, you can come to know Christ. You don't have to come down one of those beautiful aisles here in Scotland and say yes to Christ. You can say yes to him now and know the peace and the joy and the rest that only Christ can give to the human soul. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Phil Fleischman and Jim Kirkland. Chaplains from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team have been in Canada of late, ministering to the people of Fort McMurray, Alberta. That's the city that's been devastated by wildfires, where virtually the entire population had to be evacuated. Rapid Response Team chaplains have been there to share the hope of Jesus with evacuees. You can learn more about it at our website. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org, click on What We Do, then you'll see Rapid Response Team under there. The Rapid Response Team's motto is Sharing Hope in Crisis. Well, our guest on this episode of GPS, Sheila Walsh, remembers a time when she was in crisis and Billy Graham's wife shared the hope of Christ with her. It was right after Sheila was released from the psychiatric hospital. Ruth Graham invited her to spend a couple of days with her at the family home in the mountains of North Carolina. We sat by the fire and drank tea and talked. She gave me a book that I treasure to this day. It's called Beside the Bonnie Briar Bush. It was written by a Scotsman many years ago, and it has these wonderful stories of of redemption. But that evening when it was time to go to bed, she showed me my bedroom and then she made me a cup of tea and brought it through and she said, may I read to you? And I remember thinking, it just was one of those moments in my life where I thought, sometimes you get to meet Christ in flesh and blood. 
we know that no one takes the place of the Savior, but sometimes someone ministers his love in such palpable ways. And that's always what Ruth has been to me, just a physical expression of the love and mercy of God. We are so thankful to Sheila Walsh for being our guest on this episode of GPS, God People Stories. GPS is always available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and at BillyGrahamRadio.org. I'm Jim Kirkland. Thank you for listening. And I'm Phil Fleischman. To connect with us on Facebook, just search for Billy Graham Radio. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.